For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Apparently, you have to ring the group. I'm the only one in the group, apparently. Apparently, I'm ringing the group. I don't know what that means. You've got, to ring the, you've got to ring the group. I don't know what that's about on Skype. I figured you just called people. But uh, we have got a great guest with us today. Uh, our co-host, John Mosier, is with us. And, of course, uh, a, uh, I, I guess you could refer to him as, as, as a returning champion. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll use, we'll use a, a, a Jeopardy way of doing things. Uh, Julio Rivera is with us today. And uh, he's an American of Puerto Rican descent. Serves as the editorial director to Reactionary Times, uh, the website reactionarytimes.com. He's also a featured columnist of the Washington Times, Toronto Sun, uh, Epic Times, and the American Thinker. But more importantly, he battled Kenny Starmaker Bolin and lived to tell the tale. Uh, how are you, sir? Still, still trying to arrange that matchup. I wasn't joking. I literally, I think he's got a big mouth. I'd like to take him on. And you know it, it's up to him. The ball's in his court. I mean, this is he's got he's got to make the decision on that one. <laughs> well, John, I don't know. Did, did, did you oh, see? Did, did, did you see the uh, the de- the one sided debate because Bolin wouldn't let Julio get in any any words edgewise? Uh, no. Remember, I was like, you invited me, and I was like, yeah, not after the first time. <laughs> So, so Julio, um, let's talk a little bit about uh, the, the the situation that that's going on here. Um, mm-hmm. UK has been shut down. The EU has shut its borders. Europe is now the epicenter. Give us your take on all this, my friend. Um, I mean, I think that there's some areas that are uh, more adversely affected than others. I think that sometimes, um, you know, people don't get the whole story, and there's a lot of elements at play here that people are not, you know completely aware of it. They're not well versed in the inner workings in, of Europe and the, econo- the economy of Europe. I think that the reason why Italy had as pronounced a breakout as it did was, and this is something that people are not aware of, but Italy employs a lot of Chinese low-cost labor. So what they do is they basically operate these sweatshops where they bring in Chinese laborers and, and a lot of those fancy clothes that you buy all over the world that are, you know, have the made in Italy tag, you know, and everybody thinks they're wearing these fine Italian woven fabrics that are made like by Mama Soprano at, at her freaking sewing machine are actually being put together by these Chinese slave laborers and, and the conditions that they live under are not necessarily the most hygienic. A lot of them are traveling back and forth being recycled by these large Italian corporations. So that was one of the reasons why it was ripe for such a pronounced breakout. And I think that the reason why the death tolls are higher in in many places other than America have to do with a lot of environmental factors. Look at me, I smoke. Everybody in this continent smokes. This is a respiratory disorder. So if you have a compromised immune system, if you do things to compromise your respiratory system, or if you're of older age, 
you're going to be more susceptible to the worst of COVID-19, which obviously Italy, which has, again, the second oldest population on Earth after Japan. A lot of these people that are dropping like flies that were getting it perhaps through the slave laborers, they were spreading it around. But the older people that caught it are the ones that are dying. So, you know, I mean, as far as the actual breakout itself, if you look at the numbers in perspective, in a lot of ways, it's not really that bad in a lot of places. In, in Bulgaria, where I'm at, we're only up to about 600 cases, and, and I believe about 30 people have died. Yet, right now, these masks, if I'm not walking around with one of these, I'm getting a fine. You know, and um, even more to the point, they, they've continued to shut down the economy here. And we're, right now we're shut down until at least May 13th. So I still believe in many ways this has been a gross overreaction. There's new information coming out of California stating that based on the fact that maybe there were cases there as early as November, it's the curve is pretty much flattened now. Um, and some of that could be due to some developed herd immunity that may have uh, gone on and people may have developed some resistance to this virus uh, back since early November before people were even aware of what was going on. So I think the ultimate cure to this is going to be to get people back outside. We have got a uh, great guest with us today. Julio Rivera is with us. He joins us live here in our broadcast. Coast to coast, border to border on iHeartRadio and uh, AMFM247.com. Tune in, iTunes, and of course, Radio Loyalty. So, John, uh, what do you make of what Julio's uh, saying here? I mean, to a point, he's right and everything, and I'm not going to say he's wrong on anything, but I do know, I agree with the fact that you've got to get people out there because there's no way they're going to get immunity, but be smart. Like you said, keep the people that are at highest risk inside. Um, I can't remember, is it Norway or is it um, Sweden that's got pretty much all, all they do is just wear masks and keep the people at home, and they've, like, suspended the school, but they're getting ready to start that back up. But they pretty much acted, and they've got one of the... Percentage-wise, one of the fewer incident rates of any place in the world. So, uh, so Julio, uh, tell me a little bit about where where you're where you're broadcasting from. What other things are they doing over there? Well, I mean, where we're at right now, I mean, the, the only things that are open are what's deemed essential, and what's deemed essential at this point are food stores drugstores, uh, doctors, um, elective um, uh, procedures have been suspended. Um, I wanted to bring this piece, um, and if you guys can see it on the screen. Yes. Um, this is the first casualty that's personally affected me as a result of the COVID-19. This is the handle to, um, I have like these big uh, shelving units that my refrigerator is actually tucked inside the shelving unit. And I have to pull this to open the refrigerator, and this is God's way of telling me to stop eating so much because I literally <laughs> broke the handle off of my refrigerator. But the rest of my apartment is fine. You know, I, I, I sanitized it. It smells great. Um, you know, this isn't like, you know, Bolin's place where he's got like a smelly dragon balls all over his couch and whatnot. And I'm still kind of stuck on the whole Bolin thing, but I'm going to let that go for right now. But no, than that, we do our show on a weekly basis. We're doing Reactionary Times TV, which you can see on the AUN network on the West Coast, on six local stations in Northern California and in Nevada, 
Um, we're, we're still able to produce our content weekly. Um, they are also carrying This Week in Malware, which is a cybersecurity show that I'm uh, producing that we do here uh, in Bulgaria. But for the most part, people are li like, you know, li living afraid. You know, people aren't living their best lives anymore, you know. People aren't doing jello shots off of girls' tits at the Bulgarian bars. None of the fun <laughs> stuff is happening anymore. None of the fun things. Bulgaria, if you know, if you know anything about Eastern Europeans, some of the most beautiful women in the world are here. So right now I've been sitting here for the last three weeks and stuff. But, um, you know, on, on, on the positive note, hopefully they don't take away handshakes because my handshake is pretty strong right now based on uh, the social distancing. So if you read into that, you can read into that any way you want to there, Jiggy Jaguar. I love this. So Wait. you're saying you developed really good grip strength. Okay. I've developed a very good grip, yes. So uh, Julio Rivera with us today. He joins us live here in a broadcast. And uh, I always enjoy Julio. He uh, it was so so great the last time he was on with Bolin. He was hitting him with facts and all sorts of things. And you know, Bolin is a huge, huge anti-Trump supporter. And uh, that's one that's the one thing that John and Bolin kind of disagree on is because John is not a big anti-Trumper. And uh, <laughs> but he's a he's a former wrestler, wrestling fan, all this. And Julio, you're a wrestling fan too. So it's so strange that you and Bolin had had that disconnect that you guys had. Well, I don't know. I think he's a big mouth. You know, I mean, I don't like people that just run their mouth. Um, I think that the first time, I think we got off obviously on the wrong foot during uh, the Star Maker Christmas special. <laughs> uh, this goes yeah. back. And I think the blood was boiling for a long period of time, and there was a lot of time there for, you know, for 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 negative uh, feelings and emotions there to foster. Um, but you know, I mean, at the end of the day, I thought he was very disrespectful when I was just trying to make my point. Yes. Off all the Trump victories of the first year, his first year in office, you know, and and it was Christmas weekend, and you know, I mean, I was taking time away from my family and wrapping gifts and all that stuff to kind of to speak to you guys, and then I, th I thought he was very rude. So, I mean, that's kind of how you get off on the wrong foot with me. But, you know, I mean, I kind of, you know, I, I appreciate the fact that, you know, he's been a, he, he did a great job, you know, in the minor leagues for a long time. He's a minor league all-star. <laughs> I guess, you know, for whatever that's worth. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what that's worth. I mean, I don't know. I guess it's worth a smelly dog in a basement. But... <laughs> At his career, and and you know that's that's good for him. Good that's for him. Awesome. You know, it's good. You know, <laughs> Jim Cornette could, could always point to that guy and say, "I was way more successful than my buddy that I grew up with." So <laughs> everybody kind of needs that person that they can always point to and feel better about themselves. So. I guess he serves that purpose. That's awesome. Julio Rivera with us today. Uh, John Mosier with us as well. And uh, so, so Julio, uh, w w what do you make of uh, the president's? He he retweets this tweet that to fire Fauci, and then he's like, "No, no, 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 we're fine." <laughs> <laughs> That's classic Trump, man. I mean, listen. I think yesterday was one of the best days I've ever experienced um, during this administration. Believe it or not, even with the pandemic going on and everything, I think he laid the smackdown on the, the mainstream media yesterday. I think he was very, very uh, clear in what he was saying, and, and I think he presented the case. Now, CNN did not take it that way, and, and some, of the, some of the lower thirds are, are uh, 
cryons or whatever they call them um, that were on the screen, you know, about him being unhinged and him, you know, um, it, it, it just couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, the fact of the matter is Fauci himself went on Newsmax on Greg Kelly's show. Newsmax is a, um, a media outfit that I'm closely affiliated with. I've done their programming like about 250 times. I've hosted their shows and, you know, I'm, I'm well acquainted with them, you know, from both the website and the TV side. And on their programming, he clearly told Greg Kelly that um, they, they, this wasn't all it was cracked up to be, basically. I'm paraphrasing here, but it, people yeah. shouldn't be as worried about, you know, this impending, you know, coronavirus or its arrival in America or its effect on what it's going to be on the United States of America. So Fauci himself has contradicted himself at different times. Now, you have to uh, worry about, you know, he's a part of the medical establishment in this country. Um, you know, the, the pharmaceutical powers that be generally, you know, coalesce with guys like Anthony Fauci. I don't know if there's a financial interest in, you know, basically um, playing down hydrochloroquine and its effectiveness, because let's face it, it's a four dollar malaria drug. If we take the hundred thousand people that are however how many cases we have now, 200,000, whatever it is, it'll be less than a million dollars to cure everybody. And I don't think that that's what the pharmaceutical lobby in this country wants to see. They want to see billions of dollars being raked in out of fear. And then you two, you're talking about Fauci running around talking about having immunity cards and providing substantiating proof that you're immune to this or you've either been, um, you know, ha have taken a vaccine. You know, that, that's basically a revenue cash cow for the pharmaceutical industry, whereas, you know, the, the combination of hydrochloroquine, uh, the other drug, which I can't remember right now, and zinc. Basically ZPAC. Yeah, ZPAC, ZPAC and, and zinc seems terms. effective. So, I mean, you know, somebody's looking to make money off of this, and they're looking to make money off of this uh, on the backs of Americans right now who are suffering. You know, there was another six-plus million unemployment claims last, last week. Every day... American families and individuals are going past that threshold of the point of no return towards financial ruin. Every day that the economy is closed, there's more people headed in that direction. And if it's being done, if we find out at the end that, you know, that, you know, ultimately the, 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 the best cure, you know, the, the most effective thing that we could do right now is, is to give people that cocktail. But we're shutting down the economy and fostering all this fear so these companies, these patent holders for vaccines and the, the pharmaceutical lobby can make this money. I think that there's going to be there should be hell to pay, you know. And but this is not, again, the president's fault. I mean, you have Andrew Cuomo saying that he's outlawing hydrochloroquine in New York. Why would somebody do that? You so know, did Michigan, I think, too. What was that? Say that again. So did the governor of Michigan, too. I think it's got to be they you can't just do on, it. Actually went backwards on that. So she actually, I, I don't know what she saw, but maybe she, you know, she had a change of heart on that. And she probably, because she probably doesn't want to have egg on her face when this is all said and done. Yes. You know, this is a political <laughs> price to pay in November for a lot of people, you know, based on how they're handling this down. Look at Nancy Pelosi. In February, she was taking to the streets of her filthy district, you know, probably sidestepping crap all over the street. And you know, it's a needles, too. Yeah, 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 and stuff. It's, been, it's disgusting, you know, what's going on over there in, in, a, in a lot of places, you know. But, I mean, you know, these, these people were for things before they were against them. 
And, you know, now they're against what the president did and their claim. You know, they were against the president when he instituted the, the travel ban, saying that it was a xenophobe. Yeah, it was a racist thing to do. It's a racist thing to do. And then look at look what look what happened in the other countries that were still accepting flight from China. You know, so I mean, and then we had a, a negative byproduct of that because of Europe's irresponsibility. People that were flying from Europe back to the United States, then they imported it. Yep. So we had a two-pronged sort of attack. We had, you know, call uh, uh, flights from the east coming in originally, which we did slap down in November, in uh, January. And then we had, you know, the, the continuation until mid-March of European flights. So, you know, we're, we're, we've been put in a, in a tough position here in some of the most populated places in the country. You know, and this affects me directly. I mean, my, you know, I grew up right in the shadow of New York City. My daughter, and I think I mentioned this the last time, she is, has kind of an autoimmune issue. So yeah. she's actually in a high-risk demographic for this. My mom, who's 79 years old in Puerto Rico, she's in a high-risk community for this. We've been all, we've been affected, I think, more adversely by the irresponsibility and, quite frankly, the lies and deceit of the communist Chinese government and the World Health Organization, which is basically their propaganda arm, and then other countries that didn't want to be labeled as racist uh, in Europe that still wanted to accept flights from uh, China. So that's where we are right now, and 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 it doesn't have to do with President Trump. You know, I mean, what, what are they going to do? Gonna, Schiff wants to start a commission. To try to, you know, was it the 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 COVID the the coronavirus commission to investigate the president? What is this like impeachment part four? I mean, they're just going for like another, this is stupid. We know how it ends. It ends with Trump looking at it and they're ending up with you know with with egg on their face. So, I mean, I'm I hope. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm just saying. I'm just surprised anybody takes Schiff seriously on anything. He's the biggest. I mean, he's the most educated moron there is up in Congress right now. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I have to agree with that. And, and again, look at the places that all these people are from. They're the poor ghettos. They're the places with the, with the, with the biggest deficits, with the most debt. California, New York. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.